Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. So you're planning on saving for a house with herself and you've moved into her parents' house, which is always a horrible situation, but unfortunately that's what many of us are forced to, to do, to try and save some money in this beautifully expensive city that we live in. And then you find out she has got a secret savings account, a secret runaway fund in case, in case you cock up or do the dirt in her or run away. How do you feel about this? We got a message in earlier on from uh, someone, we won't name names, what will we call this person? Let's call him Tom. Tom, Tom, Tom. Tom, um, this is what Tom said. Thomas said, have an interesting one for you. My girlfriend and I have been saving for a house the past few years. I'm not going to lie. It's been a struggle with the way the economy is. We're probably around three years off a mortgage. We both earn in and around the same amount, but my girlfriend only seems to be able to put away a third of what I'm saving. She said she can't afford any more with her car loan, health insurance, etc. So I never really thought twice about it. We're currently living in her parents' house. And while they're in France, I noticed a letter on the counter the other morning of a savings account my girlfriend apparently has. I'm so beyond angry about this because bar what is going into a joint account for the mortgage, I have absolutely no savings. When I pinned her on it, she said that her parents advised her to have a runaway fund in case we broke up or maybe I cheated on her or some other other nonsense. Am I wrong in thinking what's the point of buying a house with someone if you're predicting the worst case scenario? I don't know what's annoyed me more, the lying or the reason behind the lie. Like he's so bitter in that. It's so... Money just ruins everything. It does actually. It ruins relationships, doesn't it? Oh, it's just such a... It's such a toxic area where it's like, oh my God. But if... From his perspective, I I imagine... Because he's putting a... I imagine he feels as if he's sacrificing more in this situation where he's giving up more night out with the lads or trips away or whatever it is and he's trying to do it because he's looking after and he's like, oh fine, she's got more expenses, car loans, blah, 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 don't worry about it. And that's kind of like, oh hang on, so hang on, what? You've been... Mm. And technically making it harder for them to save up for a deposit, yeah. adding months or years onto the process in the same time because he might do the dirt in her. Like that's kind of, I don't know. I'd be raging. I'd be like, here, good luck. See you, bye. Yeah, so would I. Yeah. I mean, as well as that, listening to your parents when you're that you're at a certain age where you should be like, shut up. Yeah, you're not 14 anymore. Yeah. Now have yeah. that runaway fund. Are you saving in that? Yeah, no, I'm saving. And they actually are saving for a runaway fund. Yeah. So, I mean, our parents' generation, I think, definitely always had them back when women weren't working as much or women were expected to, once you got married, pop out the kids and stay at home. Yeah. That was your main job. I even think, wasn't there a time in the civil service where if you got pregnant, 
you couldn't work or if you got married you weren't working anymore yeah you couldn't work I think uh, when did my mum say that came in I had I have an auntie anyway who had to quit her job so. my mum did as well and I think I know some people who didn't yeah. change their work surnames they let, left it just so because they didn't want to give up the money like you know didn't at least their job. Sorry, as early as maybe 40 years ago mm-hmm. I would have said yeah yeah so I don't know now Robin I think this is the other way around it's a bit weird the way she said in case I cheated on you now that's what he's saying so I think she's looking at him going what if you cheat on me I've mm. got to get out of here it is 100% obviously saving for a house is an absolute nightmare it's just like a pipe dream now so ah, let's just do it for a while um, and I think it's always you always have to have that old emergency fund as well if the if the proverbial hits the fan and your company decides it suddenly goes out of business or they're like just axing people left right and centre and all of a sudden you wake up one day and you have no job having a separate savings fund there for your monthly or weekly expenses mm. is obviously hugely important but you talk about that as well I don't agree with uh, joint accounts though oh do you not? no Why not? not at all I just think it's unnecessary like have a joint account for your bills and for your mortgage or whatever you throw your money into that but yeah. otherwise no it's a bit but if you're saving for a, a turn out for a mortgage you won't want to make the pile grow a little bit bigger so shovel your money into the same account no I don't agree with putting everything and then you're both more kind of accountable as well because you're not going to take money out of it because it's a joint account and I, I don't agree with that no personally no I wouldn't get a joint account uh, Chris has said on one hand both should be upfront and honest but if violence started in the relationship it's a good thing to have just a weird one that you're you're preparing for that. It, yeah. it is a little bit insulting and, and kind of... Yeah, I think so too. But I think it's quite normal to have a savings account or do whatever you want with your money. Do you know what I mean? I don't think you need to declare whether you're saving money or not. But like I if th- someone opened th- a credit union account, do you have to tell your partner you've done that? Well, I think so. Why? Yeah, you've got to put all your finances on the table here. No, you just put on the table what's owed and then you spend your money on whatever you want to spend your money on. But I, I know that could that can cause issues as well. I've had friends that when they started trying to save for houses mm. and then I made them, I remember telling me going, she's got no savings and we've been going out like four years and it was kind of, it was a big issue because they were like, um, okay. How? Why? What's going on here? Some uh, people are really bad at saving and others are really good at saving. I know, yeah. I'm terrible at saving. Absolutely horrific. Yeah, so am I. I just, I live in the moment. <laughs> I don't think about anything. You know, I'll just spend, spend, spend. It's it's a bad trait. If they are married, I think it's wrong. And if they are not married, I think it's normal to have different accounts. But secret what? accounts though, secret accounts. But like you're making marriage sound really claustrophobic to me. But everything's on the table. You're legally the same person. What's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. No secrets in a marriage. It's all on the table. No. I just think it's just wrong. You should keep your, your own account. No, no, but you will have your own account and you will have your joint account. Yeah, but okay, if she wants to go on a bit bit of a shopping spree, you're going to find out about that because... She can go can... on the shopping spree after you've paid for the gaff or have yeah, the deposit. Yeah, but will you be able to see that then because the, the accounts are joint? What do you mean? If you're saying that, you know, have the same account, essentially. Well, you, a joint savings account wouldn't be a joint current account. Okay, so keep the current accounts separate. Yeah. You don't think everyone should just throw everything in the same account? No, you wouldn't, no. And have two cards? Well, some people do and have two cards. Yeah, but I just think that's wrong. Yeah, no. Okay. I just don't think it should differ if they're married or not. Do you know what I mean? Personally. Uh, um, 
087-679-7104. You find out herself has got a secret runaway fund because she's just on the off chance that you do the dirt in her and she needs to leave you. How are you feeling when you hear that? Because as parents, would you not just go, do you know what? If he cheats, just move back in. But she's already in. <laughs> no, but if they actually move out with their money for the house. Right, whatever, yeah, yeah. That, like, if it doesn't work out, just come back on your own. Hmm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that makes more sense than this whole paranoia that, oh, well, you have to have this. And I kind of think if you do something like that, you're just going to predict the worst and it's going to happen. Yeah, you're planting seeds of doubt there. Yeah. Game over. Um, Aiden, good evening. Aiden has said, she clearly can't be trusted. If she's hiding money and making him pay more and suffer more, what else is she hiding? I wouldn't be surprised if she had a few secret texts in her phone as well. She sounds like a bit of a bitch to me. Aiden. Oh. I wouldn't say that. Like, I wouldn't go that far. I don't well, think she's... Well, if she's lying about that... Couldn't she be lying about other things? If she's able to keep something like that such a secret and can see him struggle and, you know, struggle to pay for things and struggle to save and, and he's taking more of a hit and she's not contributing as much and she's keeping that a secret, should you be worried about what other things she's keeping She could be quite embarrassed about this. She could be embarrassed that, you know, maybe it was a case of her parents said, you can move in here once I know you have a fund and show me that you have a fund set aside. And that she's too embarrassed to say that to him because it is embarrassing. Like, imagine your fiancé turned around and said, oh, yeah, by the way, my parents have asked me to set this up, so this is here. I've lied to you. Yeah, I'd be, I, I would be so, so weirded out that I would be like, why? What? They've lied for you for so long. If I found out that she had a secret bank account for a runaway fund where she is one presuming that I might, I'm not saying you will, but you might. You might cheat. Yeah. And that she has that money and that her parents made her do it I'll be like what am I marrying? Yeah. What am I moving in with? Exactly. You'd just be like this is so weird. But she might have that pressure from her parents. Yeah but They might be obviously from what I'm gathering from this they're probably living in her parents house for free or very little. Yeah but they still can't dictate to you what to do with your money. Like if they live in the house for free whatever shut them up throw a bit of rent their way whatever that us keep them happy pay the bills pay towards everything else blah 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 but I just think it comes here to so many people that are still strangled by what their parents want to do and you got to get to an age where you're like no hang on a second yeah they might be putting you under pressure but you're not marrying your parents you're marrying this person that you're living with so maybe do what's in the best for them and do what they want to do as opposed to Oh, my mum said I had to be back by nine and put money away in a phone, so I can't go out. Bullshit. I I know, but at the same time, a lot of people feel they have to live with their parents in their lives, in their ear. You know, you have to go there, you have to visit them, you have to spend Christmas with them. So it's sometimes less hassle to just do what they want you to do. Yeah, but then you're you're living their life and not your own. You're placating to them. You're just bending over going, I'll give it everyone. I know, but, you know... Gotta, they, grow up. Gotta grow up and be a big boy and kind of say, no, actually, I'm all right. We're not going to do that. I, I don't know, but I'm just guessing they could be helping her out financially with the house or with the savings, whatever it might be. And it might be, uh, you know, between the three of them, the mom, the dad and her. And she just doesn't want to involve him. So, obviously, now he's involved because he's seen the... He's seen the receipt of it or whatever he saw. It's, it's yeah. an awkward one. I think as well, you know, he probably fa- found that strange to bring it up. 
How'd you bring up? Sorry, I came across hey, a letter that's got, not addressed to me. I've got yeah, you've got a load more money uh, hidden away in this secret account. You haven't been telling me about what's going on. I think I that'd be game over. Okay, if she was crying and she was explaining that her parents kind of forced her to do it. No, I'd be like, if you're that weak. And you're not going to at least tell me, at least you could have told me, said, I can't put any more into the savings because I have to set up this fund with my parents. Say it straight out, like from the start. And then go, you know what? Uh, Once we move into the house, I'm going to I'm going to use this anyway for the deposit and for the savings. So we technically are safe. So don't worry about it. But if he's actually actively keeping it in case the in case I need to run away fund. Oh, no, that's that's a weird one. I think on her part, she shouldn't have really disclosed exactly why they want it her to have a runaway fund like mm. there was no need for her to tell him that it was because in case he cheated because that's going to annoy anyone <laughs> like it is it's going to be you're okay, going to because you off. become a man whore and you sleep with my best friend so that's why we're doing it because yeah, it's actually you're, you're, his whole like person is on the line there do you know what yeah. I mean it was like you as a person can't be trusted obviously or <laughs> or do you think there's other stuff going on there maybe yeah. he's, he's played away from home in the past has he we don't know. Diane, evening, what's the story? A woman should always, always have her own money. It's none of his business. And if he's a problem with it, then there's actually something wrong with him. I'd be wondering why he has such an issue with her having her own money. We're not saying that she shouldn't have her own money. I think this all Secret boils money. down to the fact that he's paying a lot more towards this mortgage than she is. And it's not because he can afford more. There, As he said in and around the same amount with their working, you know? They're earning the same. Uh, let us know how you feel about this one. If you suddenly discovered that himself or herself had a secret bank account, a secret bank account that was there just in case you were going to do the dirt, they thought you might do the dirt, or they just thought they had to leave you. They had a runaway fund um, hidden away with a lot of money. That might be taken away from your plans to get a house or your plans to move in together, all that stuff. How do you react to this? 0876797104. Let us know. Let us know where you're standing on this, what you should do. Um, and is this poisoned the well now for the rest of the relationship? 0876797104. Tom Grennan, a little bit of love. Def104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Tom, a little bit of love. It's Cormac and Sir here on FM 104. Hope you're well. Reminder, your very next chance to get into the final on Friday to win a brand new Renault Clio is tomorrow morning on the Strawberry Alarm Clock. Ben and Crossy are in covering for Jim Jim and Nobby. And then Emma is giving you your very last chance to get in the draw. The competition to enter closes Thursday at 3 o'clock, so Emma will be the last person giving you a chance to enter the draw. So be sure to be tuned into F104 tomorrow morning and afternoon for your very last chance to get yourself in the draw to win a brand new Renault Clio. Uh, on the way next, some of your reactions and texts about um, our listener who found out that his other half, who he is saving for a gaff with, has a secret runaway fund that he didn't know about that she's been shoveling cash into over the last while. Uh, thoughts on this? 0876797104. Would you be worried if you found out that your other half had secret money hidden away in case they needed to leave you? Let us know. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. We have to read out a couple of messages that got sent in to us in relation to a message from a guy we're going to call Tom um, who said this. Yeah. So... Have an interesting one for you. My girlfriend and I have been saving for a house the past few years. I'm not going to lie, it's been a struggle with the way the economy is. We're probably another three years off a mortgage. We both earn in and around the same amount, but my girlfriend only seems to be able to put away a third of what I'm saving. 
She said she can't afford any more with her car loan, health insurance, etc. So I never really thought twice about it. We're currently living in her parents' house while they're in France. And I noticed a letter on the counter the other morning of a savings account my girlfriend apparently has. I'm so beyond angry about this because bar what is going into a joint account for the mortgage, I have absolutely no savings. When I pinned her on it, she said that her parents advised her to have a runaway fund in case we broke up or I cheated or some other Utter nonsense. Am I wrong in thinking what's the point of buying a house with someone if you're predicting the worst case scenario? I don't know what's annoyed me more, the lying or the reason behind it. Now, a lot of people having their say here. What if since they lived together, the parents noticed they weren't good together and that it won't last, so they want her to be prepared? Oh. I mean, that is an interesting way to look at it, but... Oh. Again, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Yeah. Like you can you can say, look, I don't think you're right together. Just maybe don't think about buying that house anytime soon. <laughs> you wouldn't be asking her to put away money for a runaway soon. fund, but yeah. at, at the same time, put a, you know a third of her wages in for saving for a mortgage with them. Like that doesn't make any sense. Um, does it improve your credit rating for joint account? Also, he could have done loads of overtime, so he would have done. So we he would have done for nothing. What? Also, he could have done loads of overtime, so he would have done for nothing. I don't really get that, Rob. Rob, are you saying that he might have been breaking his backside working here and now it's all for nothing? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. He's marrying a witch. Mm, I don't know. Um, I got a few Instagram messages in here. Steve said she sounds like a snake (laughs) and Andy said I bet she has a life policy out on him sounds like she's very sly about everything a life policy when she's going to push him off a off a cliff or something Uh, and and cash in on it maybe I wouldn't go that far who knows who knows maybe things would happen just the weird presumption that it might happen even if there's only a 1% chance of happening if you're planning and if you're taking cash away like what do they say you're True values and your true beliefs and your true attitudes about anything are reflected where where you spend your time and where you spend your money. So she is saying, oh, no, 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 I know we'll, we'll be great together. But then really, she's taking money out of her wages every week or every month and putting it into this fund. So she's thinking, he might. And it's not just the 1%. She's thinking, I am not actually... I'm hedging my bets here. I'm not going to put all of my money. I'm not going to put all of my eggs in one basket now and make this as easy as possible and as quick as possible for us to save up a deposit to Mm. get rejected from loads of banks and never be able to afford a house. But she's taking some of that money away and she's saying, no, he he might. Like Her her behaviour is saying that she wants to spend money on the chance that he might do the dirt in her and he's just sitting there kind of going like, how do you come back from that? How do you be all like, oh, okay. Like imagine someone was spending money every month presuming that you were going to do the dirt in him. Like if you had a if you had a boyfriend and you discovered that he was doing something similar, what would you be like? Yeah, I would be really skeptical. You'd be like, I'm putting this money away because I'm, I'm. You might do the dirt on me, and I might have to leave you. Okay, bye. It just doesn't add up, though, does it? No. You know, you're with someone, you're saving for a house. You're probably not thinking if they did the dirt on me. Mm. That's not your thinking process. So, what is the money for? Now, let's try and play devil's advocate on the other side. Men can be assholes. We can all be assholes. I know, but sometimes you, I, maybe men might be more likely to be assholes than women. I don't agree with so that. So does she 
I don't agree with that. But is she more, is she better off? Is she, is, is this a thing women have to think about more than men? No. I've been more of an asshole than any boyfriend I've ever been with. Ah, but you're in the minority. You, you, you have a wet dog in your dishwasher. So <laughs> we have no idea what's going on. And no, but I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. His, we also both now, usually both couple, both couples, both people in the couple work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, you don't need gone saying, are the days where yeah you're relying on the man for your money. So you don't need this stashed away fund because no. you, you you can leave and you'll still have a job because your job isn't on the line. So you kind of don't need it. Yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. That's what I think anyway. Should should everyone have a midlife crisis runaway fund? You know, that you don't tell anyone about and then you realise I married the wrong person, I hate my job, I hate my career, why don't I just take this money and disappear? I mean, ideally, people should probably save money. I've never saved in my life, so I don't know what saving money is like, but I think you probably should, you know, for, as they say, a rainy day. You should have some fake passports and some cash in a locker somewhere in a train station. Exactly. You should have something just in case. But like, I mean... I think that's just standard living, isn't it? If you can save a little bit, you should try and save a little bit. Yeah. I also am very much live in the moment person. As in, don't don't really be saying, like, why you can't use that money when you're dead, so just... Yeah, well, listen... Spend it. To to Tom. What would I do if I found out she had a secret runaway fund? Like, you're not married yet. Would you marry her? No. Do you know what I would? I, I don't know. I'd be like, okay, if you put it in the house fund. Oh. There we go. Then you'd say. Problem solved. Pop, pop it in there. Yeah, just throw it in there. Problem solved. She's only popping it in because she was found out. <laughs> she is, yeah, isn't she? And she probably won't do that. She'll probably be like, no, Buy, you're pressuring me into. Yeah. Buy me a puppy, put the rest of the money in there and we'll call it quits. See, this is just the thing. We, it's so annoying because parents... When you move back in, you get treated like a kid again. Yeah. You know when you move back home for Christmas for a few days, 
everyone reverts back to the childish things that oh. you're giving out to be. You're like being 16 all over again. But now that's happened to us when we're in our 30s because we can't afford to rent and save at the same time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's moving back in and now you're under the thumb of your parents and you're suffocated. And you go back into that, oh, mommy wants me to do this. You're 35! You know what I mean? But you just don't know some relationships with parents and so on can be quite difficult. I know. I know friends of mine who have had situations where they just moved to Australia because they thought this is probably easier than managing it. Anyway, Tom, I don't know if that's going to last. Maybe. Drop her like a stone. Take your savings back out and run. There you go. There you go. Yeah. The only problem is, right, if it's a joint account, is he able to transfer money because you might need both you know, signatures are both authorizations to get the money out. So we might be able just to transfer it across. I'm not sure how these joint account thingies work. You know, I, if, I don't know either. If you need the two people... Oh, to sign off on Yeah. It? I don't think you do, actually. Well, it depends on the type of account they've set up now, well, I think. Well, depends on the account. Uh, it makes sense to pay her mum and dad back after paying the mortgage and give them a time when she will... And give them a time that she will have it. I don't think the money is going towards the parents, though. It's going towards the deposit. And then she's keeping that money she's, in the runaway fund. Yeah. The parents aren't asking for anything. Runaway fund. As, as far as we know. Back. But no, I do. I agree with that last uh, message from Paul. Drop her like a stone. Take your savings and run. Well, there you go, Tom. You can let us know how you get on. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. FM 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104 with Play Blue. You can see what takes your fancy at playblue.ie. You know you want to. Do you ever keep money in your bra, Saoirse? No, I'm not going to lie. I've never done that in my life. Now, a lot of people are probably moving away from cash. You probably don't use as much cash as before. The whole pandemic thing, contactless as possible. I prefer using cash and will be going. Reverting back to a cash model when all this crap has ended. But uh, to legend, that is Mattress Mick. Did you see what he he put up online? No. He, he has asked women to stop paying with sweaty sweaty euros from their bras during these hot temperatures because he claims it's unhygienic and disgusting. <laughs> Who is going into Mattress Mick with a bra full of cash going, give us a bed there, Mick? Jeez, I need to actually get a new bed. I will not put the money in my bra, don't worry. <laughs> that is very funny so, though. So you've never done it, no? You've never thrown a few quid in a bra or when you're on holidays or if you're on a, you know, in Crete or Ionapa or Ibiza and you didn't have much on you so you're like, throwing the bra there, here we go. No, I've never done it. Now put it down my socks. That's what I've done. The only thing I've ever done like that is throw the money down the sock yeah. and then it gets disgustingly sweaty. You pull it out and you're like, sorry about that. There you go. But I think it's kind of more hygienic. I'm not putting it like under my feet. Do you know what I mean? I'm putting it by the, the ankle. Yeah. And I think that's kind of okay because it doesn't really get sweaty. Well, my I'd get I sweat all over. See, I wouldn't. I'd be only sweating the bottom. Yeah. Uh, so. So you've only a sweaty bottom? Bottom foot. All oh, right, sorry. No, I don't have a sweaty bum. My bum's pretty... No, I don't sweat that much, actually, to be honest. Uh, probably because I'm always cold. But I think, yeah, in the bra, it's a bit disgusting. Let's be honest. It's definitely a breeding ground for bacteria. Is and it? Are you not washing out your boobs? Again, I don't get sweaty boobs. But I think, you know, if you have money in there and you're in the sun all day long and you're just whipping it out. I wonder if you've ever, you know, if you're a woman and you've ever kept a bit of money in your bra, right? If you come home at the end of the night and taking your bra off and just a 20 has fallen down, you're like, oh, I didn't realise I had that. Like, and maybe you've got massive boobs and you've got like, it's like finding money down the back of a couch. You're like, oh, look, and you lift up the boob and you're like, there's a That's 50. I was going to say, if it gets caught underneath the crease, yeah. 
that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> your cleavage is your financial savings plan. Like whatever's in there at the end of the month, we'll put that into a savings account. So listen, um, if you are heading to Mattress Mix, probably a good PR stunt will give it to him. Well done, sir. But he would appreciate it if you did not pay with bra- sweaty bra money. I love the way he says, sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> Because I know that would be inconvenient for a lot of people. You, know, you don't have to bring your handbag in the sun. Like, do some people keep their phone in there and their card? Oh, jeez. And their money? I don't think that's good for you. Yeah, why, why, why not? I wouldn't be putting my, my phone in my bra. Why not? For many reasons, but you just wouldn't really want. <sighs> Couldn't find your... Oh, it's falling down the side again. Can't oh. get it. No, it's not hygienic, is it? Lads, it'd be like lads putting money in their crotch. Going, yeah. I get that for you now, sir. Hang on, how much do you need? Zipping themselves down. Can you refuse money, though? Like if someone goes into a shop and you take a tenner for your ass, like, <laughs> like, can they say sorry? I'm not it's legal tender. That? I don't care if it's still covered in arse hairs and dangleberries. It's still legal tender. Dangleberries. That's what my cat gets. Oh God. I would. I would. I would say legally. Yeah, they have to take it down because it's still legal tender. Other is there something about defacing money that I'm not sure of? But they kind of. But it's so unhygienic and it's coming out of your ass crack that surely you have the right to say no, I will not take that money off you. It's legal tender. And it's not fair to pass it on to someone else either. They must accept it. It is legal tender. I don't know. If someone knows the law around this a little bit more, would that be described as defacing money and you could get done for it? Or like if, if money fell on the ground and it was covered in muck, it's still worth... The same value. You know what I mean? Yeah. So And you'd still probably take it and be like, sorry... The money, money, you know, it gets ripped in half. You can sell it back together and go. Sorry about that. There you go. Still, still legit. Is boob money legit? Is ass crack money legit? The questions of our time that we need answered. I want to know this. We need to know. We need to know. Um, yeah. So that was uh, mattress Mick. Um, banning bra money. So if you're going there, just be wary of that. And and speaking of money and fines, did you see the Norwegian volleyball team has been fined? Because they wore shorts and not those tiny little bikini bottoms that they wear in volleyball. I just don't get this. I thought that they wanted to wear the bikini bottoms. Mm. Like they they are very small. To- they're very revealing, very small. They're tiny. For like an Olympic sport, it's like they're playing in their skimpy underwear. Yeah. And they don't want to do that anymore. They want to have the option to wear shorts. Yeah. Which they should absolutely be allowed to do. Yeah, no, the position they have to take over as well. It's, you know, they can be bending over. And yeah, They of might course. be a bit inappropriate looking and they feel a little bit exposed, vulnerable and sexualised might be the word. But they were fined. One of the sporting bodies, I think the European sporting body, uh, has, <laughs> has fined them. Has fined them because they wanted to wear shorts. How is that allowed? Mad, isn't it? And I'm sure it's in, I'm sure, right, there's some rule somewhere that says the official uniform must be worn. So they're just looking at the letter of the law going, sorry guys, the official uniform must be worn. If you deviate from that plan, it's an automatic fine. And then the sub the sub rules of what whoever wrote what the official, whoever wrote the official rules for the Norwegian uh, sports uniform, gotta be a bit of a pervert. I was just like, going to say. No girl wrote those rules, no did they? No way, no. What is the official uniform? Uh, just tiny bikini bottoms? Uh, can we put shorts in there maybe? Or leggings? Or maybe. Yeah. They forgot to add that in. So it would be interesting to see what is the, the wording of the official uniform for the for the volleyball I'd team. I'd love to know myself. And then there's just some dirty old pervert going, they don't try a bikini. That's what they have to wear. It's going in the rules. I'm feeling why I'm going to find them. It's so weird, isn't it? 
get fined because you won't get your ass crack out yeah, like, in the Olympics. On. Come on. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but no. 2021, ladies and gentlemen. Job done. Happy days. Mm. Uh, on the way next, though, can dancing help prevent and treat Parkinson's disease? A new study out of Ontario, Canada, has pointed to the benefits of doing things like dance therapy for Parkinson's uh, patients. And we'll be chatting to one of the lead authors and researchers on that study next here on Room You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Room 104, it's Cormac and Saoirse here. Good evening. Another argument to open the nightclub sooner rather than later is to get you back dancing again and you might be missing it for just social reasons or burning off some steam after work. But new research has come out looking at the impact that dancing might have on the development of Parkinson's disease. A new study was recently published and joining us now to talk a little bit more about that, one of the researchers and authors from uh, the study over in Ontario, Canada. Carolina Bears, how are you? Thanks for popping on. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Okay, dancing is something I absolutely love, but why exactly could this be just better than exercise for us? Yes, good question. So when we refer to dancing, um, we look at it in terms of it providing something that regular exercise doesn't. And that is it provides um, a multi-sensory type of environment that's enjoyable and fun. Um, by multi-sensory, what I mean is that it tackles all these areas that exercise doesn't. So it provides you some visual feedback. It provides them like a memory component. If you have choreography that you need to learn and recall from week to week, um, it provides a social component, which makes it fun. And so all these things together give something special to dance that regular exercise just doesn't seem to offer. So obviously exercise, there's no, as you mentioned, keeping with the beat. I mean, you might learn, you might just be going running, mindlessly running forever. So is it your brain obviously has to work a lot harder and, and, and use a lot of different more parts, which obviously then, how does that translate to helping with Parkinson's? Mm-hmm. Good question. So yes, um, essentially people that are doing the dances or Parkinson's disease group, what they're doing is they're pushing their brains. So they're pushing their brains in all these multi-sensory aspects. Um, and when you're pushing your brain and you're forcing learning to happen uh, week after week, um, you're, you're changing the brain, you're changing its dynamics and you're allowing different areas of the brain to sort of take over and adapt um, and become essentially better in what you're doing. And then you can see that in terms of their motor and their non-motor symptoms, these changes in their overt behavior. So things that are observable and that you can see in through these practices and being able to change these brain dynamics, you can observe it through that way. And does it have to be like a routine or can it be kind of free style dancing? So um, the dance that um, our research group did is called uh, the Dancing with Parkinson's and they did it at Canada's National Ballet School in Toronto, as well as a second location at Trinity St. Paul Church. These are both locations that are located in Toronto. And Sarah Robichaud is the dance instructor, the the dance movement therapist, I guess I should say. And she's been trained um, professionally to deal and to come up with exercises that are specific to people with Parkinson's disease and their motor symptoms. The dances range, um, there are some that are uh, ballet based. Um, There's 
some that they do in a seated position. There's some that they um, interact with like another dancer. So another partner, um, there's independent and there's big group. And they also do a choreography that they learn um, a week to week basis where they add on to the choreography. And then they, they perform it at the end of the year, sort of at this Parkinson's disease walk. So they do a variety of different types of dances and, and Sarah essentially organizes these types of specific dances for this population. How much of an improvement did you see from your study? Good question. So um, essentially people with Parkinson's disease, they progress in their motor and non-motor symptoms very rapidly, especially those that have been diagnosed with Parkinson's greater than 57 years of age. Um, Our group is older than that. They're at a roughly about 69 years of age, um, average 69 years of age. And so what we are showing is quite the opposite is we're showing that there's essentially no motor impairment. They're in, they're showing a little bit of, of motor impairment happening, but it's not as drastic as you would see in a normal individual that doesn't participate in these weekly dance classes. So that's pretty, pretty significant in our findings because um, it impacts both their motor and their non-motor symptoms. So we can show that you know, but weekly participation in dance classes essentially improves their motor symptoms and non-motor symptoms. And it that influences their quality of life overall. So they are, you know, experiencing a better quality of life with these improvements in their Parkinson's disease symptoms. Try this on anyone that might be showing symptoms of Parkinson's, you know, early kind of intervention, I guess. No, but we do have within our group, we do have people with Parkinson's disease that range in their uh, severity of symptoms. So we have those on the milder scale and then those that are more severe, like wheelchair bound. And so they can participate in, in these dance classes classes in a variety of their uh, Parkinson's disease severity symptoms. And so, yeah, with this group that we had for this research article, um, we had our group consisted of mild to moderate people that we had and that we did the, the tests on to see the progression of these symptoms over time. It varies. Anyone with these, you know, different types of symptoms can participate in this dance class and can, can volunteer and do it. Yeah. Is Parkinson's genetic? Um, We don't know. <laughs> That's a that's another good question. We don't know if it's hereditary, if it's genetic, if it's environmental influences. We we think the research that shows out there, it shows that it is like a neurodegenerative disorder that's non-curable. So there is no cure for Parkinson's disease, unfortunately. There's treatments to help, um, you know, these people live with these uh, Parkinson's disease symptoms and, and help with their quality of life. But there's nothing that, you know, shows us and tells us that, yes, it's strictly genetic or yes, it's strictly hereditary. And yes, it's, you know, um, we think that it's a combination of everything, um, but that's a very good question that we're still, we're still trying to figure out. Yeah. I have a neighbor actually who has Parkinson's and over the last few years has gotten progressively worse, obviously, but would love to get involved in something like this. So are you going to take it globally? Yeah. Um, we don't know. Um, that is up to Professor D'Souza. This research comes out of his lab um, at York University. So what he chooses to do and how far he, he decides to take it, um, that'll be up for him. But in terms of the research, I can say that the next step is to sort of look at what's happening within the brain. These are all in this article that I'm discussing about um, and the recent article, the research shows it's it's all behavioral and overt uh, responses that we that we have shown. The next level would be to look at 
what is happening within the brain and seeing if these, you know, motor changes correlate to these brain changes. And if so, how, what and what areas are being impacted? So that's as far as I can tell you in terms of what's the next step. And and then just kind of hypothetically speaking, you know, I I was reading some articles about the older you get, obviously can slowly start to decline. And sometimes these kind of conditions can um, occur in certain people. But is it a case of when we stop working and we retire, we're just not as mentally demanding, like we don't have a job to think about things and solve problems and that, you know, could forcing yourself on a weekly basis to either stay more mentally active and physically active help potentially prevent some of those kind of degenerative diseases from coming on as severely or even preventing them? Um, it, it could, absolutely. Um, that's It goes back to the first point that I said, where you are, where these individuals are pushing their brains in all of these multisensory aspects um, and they're being provided with a great environment, like a multisensory type mm. of environment to do that, to test their limits and push their limits. So it, it could be that too. We don't really know the mechanisms and that's why tapping into the brain and seeing exactly which areas are being affected and how they're being affected with this dance participation and how often would be like the next question that will then answer a little bit um, of these questions. Yeah. Okay. And if anybody wants to find out a little bit more information or look into your research, where is the best place that they can go? So um, if you want to look into Professor D'Souza's lab, it would be at York University and his name is Joseph D'Souza. And it's also, he's got a lab uh, email, which is www.jolab.com. In terms of that and like our research and what we're doing in the lab at York University, but in terms of the Dancing with Parkinson's at Canada's National Ballet, the program itself, um, how it's run and some more um, other research that has been done, you can look at uh, Canada's National Ballet website. Thanks so much for giving up your time and obviously continue on with the research. It looks very interesting, very promising and could obviously impact and help a lot of people all over the world. But uh, Carolina Barris, thanks a million for popping on F104 tonight. Thank you. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.